0: See, so you, yeah. you can be Cedric Diggory, Dickery, yes. and I can be Gildroy Lockhart. Oh, <laughs> God.
1: Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Shenantics, the internet podcast. That is just like hanging out with your best friends at a bar with your two good friends, Emkel and Skanky. How are you doing this week, Skanky? Great, but are we good or best friends? Bestest best friends? Because you
0: can't say hanging out with your best friends and then say hanging out with your good friends afterwards. Yeah, it's, it's either true. we're best or we're good friends. We could hmm. be good best friends, but not best friends and good friends. It,
1: I think it could be whatever we want it to be. It's like setting limits, like, right? Like, you come in with your good friends, but you stay with your best friends. So, come in with good friends, leave with enemies. Yes, you dance with the girl that brought you. You
0: look the gift the gifted horse in the mouth. The gift horse. What does
1: that even mean? I if, hate that expression. If you sleep with dogs, if you lie with dogs, then you'll come up with fleas. Um, Look at Gift Horse in the Mouth, I believe is... That I think it was based on a legal case, if I remember correctly, that like if someone were to give you a free horse that was a gift and then you start asking questions about like the quality of the horse. Right. So like you look in the mouth to inspect it with how many teeth does it have? Can it reproduce? Is it going to make new race horses? Like, what is it? It's like, Jesus, I literally just gave you a horse. Now you're going to come back and be like, how good of a horse did you gift me? I think that's what it's getting at oh yeah it's like it's like if you had a kid you look in the kid's mouth to see if they're ever getting teeth like that's how you know if it's going to be a good kid or not right don't they count appendages when the kid is born i don't know i don't have kids so i don't know how this all works who
0: counts the appendages the doctor
1: yeah right
0: maybe i don't know i'm called let's just not cry over spilt
1: milk okay yeah. Because that is a weirdness, <laughs> has left the building. Oh man, I how long do you think you can keep going with this?
0: I mean, I don't know to make a long story short, <laughs> it's a method to my madness. <laughs> Speak of the devil, you know what, uh, what's really great, M. Cole? Yeah, what's
1: really great, bud. I don't know. That <laughs> was that was the best transition. <laughs> I so wish transition. you had a follow-up. I was literally
0: floored. Oh, I was so Oh man, proud. I I had I had an idea and then it left you. You ever have that happen? Yeah. You know you're like, "Oh, I have an idea immediately leaves your mind."
1: Yeah. No, you're like you're like grasping for it out there. We're so. seeing eye to eye on this we are we are so speaking of seeing eye to eye though um there was some news this week with the internet's biggest video game and one that skinky has played before but MCL is not uh fortnite um so oh, did did, did you was. see yeah did you see what i think it was? yeah it was definitely this week did you see what uh what happened this week in fortnite no There was a limited time event with a new, very well-known character making a guest appearance. That was this week? Right? Doesn't it feel like it was ages ago? That (laughs) does not feel like this week. Yeah, that was, I'm pretty sure it was this week, or we forgot to talk about it last week on the podcast. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, so uh, Marvel and Epic, which is the creators of Fortnite, did a crossover promotion that in Fortnite, um, was it, Thanos? Is that the character's name thanos yes yeah thanos from um avengers infinity war was a playable character in fortnite and then i believe like he had his own abilities and stuff like that but to become thanos he had to uh, collect like was it the infinity gems or whatever they are across the map to Uh get your gauntlet thing and um and and Play as Thanos, and then they they had like balancing changes because he was super OP at first, and then they nerfed him, and then they like made him re OP. Um, so it's kind of interesting. But uh, it was did did you get a chance to play that this week at all or no? No, yeah, because you didn't. We, neither of us are really big Fortnite people, which is kind of funny because everyone else in the world is a big Fortnite person. And then you play Stardew Valley and I play Rim World. And we're just completely Dude, missing I the just, boat. Like... Ugh. we had a discussion
0: today on my stream about Fortnite again. Okay. And I just I part of me understands it. Like we talk about this all the time, but I just I still don't get it. I
1: don't get the craze. Okay, so can I fill you in a little bit? Yes. Can I educate you? Well, I know that it's popular because it's free
0: to play and, you know, it's easy access See, and all that. See, d- I so But like the like there's there's a there's such a addiction it seems there's like a i don't know it's like this community of people who play fortnite is Mm -hmm. so empowered Mm -hmm. and that it just keeps going
1: yeah i think i think and i think there's i think there's two aspects to it the first that you you definitely hit on that it's a free-to-play game it's in a popular genre right now it's a battle royale game um which makes it more popular but i feel like the second aspect of it is that Epic is doing a very good job of shepherding the game through, right? It's not, I feel like they're not killing momentum for the game by fighting against it. Like, they're kind of embracing what the community does. They are seeding it with interesting things that give people a reason to get excited about it week after week. And they, I, they, it feels like to me that they are improving it at a faster rate than other games have done um and i feel like to rewind it like to kind of go a different way for a second is i feel like there was a lot of other games in the battle royale area that they when you look at it the developers they felt kind of full of themselves to a point or like that they that the gamers owed them something right like pubg like comes out like yeah we're we're top dog we basically you know invented the Battle Royale genre in Arma 3 and you know we kind of helped it with like we worked on the H1Z1 part of Battle Royale but like now we're like releasing our own we're great we're awesome Um, H1Z1 it also kind of felt like it had its own thing where Epic feels like they're embracing a lot of what the community does and says like no you guys are what make H1 or not make H1 are what make Fortnite great and and, (laughs) you guys are what make H1Z1 great but like they do that but they also kind of like I give them things to like look at and get excited about, and so the two things that are come to my mind that make me think of it is, um, did you do you know anything about the emote that they added called Orange Justice? Yes. Yeah, and so what that was is they were collecting submissions for people from people to. Insert a new emote into the game, and there was this kid wearing an orange shirt that submitted one. They didn't end up picking his one, but the community really loved it. And then in a future update, they brought in that kid's dance emote, put it in, and called it Orange Justice because everyone referred to him as the orange shirt kid. Um, two things that have happened in updates to the game is they, you know, they put in, uh, was it? Two or three weeks ago, I think it was three weeks ago, when they had like the like comet meteor thing flying across the sky, which mm-hmm. then led into a future update where it you know landed into the map and then it changed some things in the map. This week, a random hatch has appeared um, somewhere in the map. So it's kind of like they're doing a good job of feeding in to give people at least something to be excited about to kind of keep the game popular and up top. Um, And so I think that works out. But I think the second thing is like what you said, like, if you you get a community where you have enough spokespeople that it just kind of perpetually pushes forward because the the spokespeople have trusted followers that they go, oh, you love Fortnite, then we also love Fortnite. And then they tell their friends that they love Fortnite. And then that Mm -hmm. kind of creates this like. You know, wrecking ball moving forward momentum that is very difficult to stop. The second thing is that I believe Fortnite was out on Xbox One, bef- the Battle Royale version was out on Xbox One before even PUBG was out on Xbox One. So they also did a very good job that they released the Battle Royale Fortnite and then got it on. As many platforms as they could. So then you have people that don't have PCs, but they have consoles, and it's like, oh, Battle Royale. I hear people like Fortnite, and they were able to play it, right? So they kind of did a good job of seizing momentum at the time that it was, in my opinion, at least. So they did a
0: good job. I'll give them that.
1: Yeah. So I'll give them that. Yeah. I I feel like, and I think then they also added. I, I think there's two other things. Is that they had the benefit of having cartoony graphics compared to more real realistic graphics like pubg and I, it, just based on nothing other than my gut feeling i i feel like people tend to take on to those more right they like they, they might tend to like those more or they feel more comfortable playing a well, vo- what is ultimately a violent game they they feel more comfortable playing it when it has the cartoony graphics compared to the more realistic graphics um, which which really helped them but uh, I forgot what the second one I was going to say but speaking of escaping thoughts but I feel like that part of that kind of helped them out a, a bit too so. so
0: what I will say is that um, you know Fortnite is an interesting case because it didn't get popular when it released
1: mm-hmm. like the yeah. Battle
0: Royale mode mm-hmm. it got popular like midway through it being released in some way
1: Yeah, so true
0: you know, for Com, LawBreakers still has a chance.
1: Yeah. I mean, Com loves, Com is, Com is the big torchbearer for LawBreakers. Wouldn't it be great he, yeah, if we find out that he leader. works for them? Like, <laughs> just randomly Actually, find out. Actually, that like,
0: wouldn't be great.
1: <laughs> a,
0: because a, we'd have to have a discussion. He has a, he's a double agent. He's just, like, totally <laughs> totally was Guys, play LawBreakers, up, please. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Please. Oh my have god. Have you actually looked up the stats for
1: Lawbreakers? No, I have not. I've actually, I've never even seen Lawbreakers gameplay. I don't think I've seen anything other. I don't think I've seen anything related to Lawbreakers other than the name. And I know and the they meme. made a, a huge <laughs> marketing push with Twitch streamers when they were getting released. That's all I know. So, guess
0: for me. Guess for me what the 24 hour peak. Amount of players is for Lawbreakers,
1: like that it ever peaked out at, In, like the no, high... no, no,
0: no. For the sorry, for the past like twelve hours.
1: Oh, for the t- past twelve hours. Oh, past
0: twelve hours. What is the twenty-four hour peak of players on Lawbreakers? See, I don't. I like
1: my gut wants to say like two thousand. Okay, but I don't know where I would be on the range. Like I don't know what the various games usually come out as of being where their peak numbers are okay so you're
0: gonna you're gonna say it's 2000 you think i'm, I'm gonna go so i'm
1: gonna go 2000 okay well it's 17 jesus christ <laughs> that means there's been 17 people playing it at the highest point in the last 12 hours yes and this is a saturday that we're recording it so that means like from friday night until oh no night like saturday morning through saturday afternoon that 17 people are playing currently,
0: Which is a lot, because the last 30 days, the average
1: amount of players is three and a half. Oh, that is painful. Man, Khan's doing work if he got 17 people playing today. And um, he's really pushing the game. He's really pushing
0: the game. They had a gain of one average player in March because of Khan, thankfully. Have they? Wow, that is crazy. Um, And this they... game is not free to play, by the way. Has it
1: ceased development? What is Lawbreakers? What type of game is it? It's still $30 to buy.
0: It is like a um, gravity defying gameplay? Okay. It, it's pretty much like it's it's a it's an Overwatch copy kinda. Is it like 6v6? Yes. Okay. It's it's um yeah, they they did a huge marketing push. Actually, if you remember when we were at PAX, they had a huge Lawbreakers oh, yeah. area.
1: Oh yeah, it was uh, giant.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty much like a like an Overwatch ish kind of FPS game.
1: Yeah, they had a huge law, Lawbreakers area. They there was tons of sponsored streams. Like there was a lot of streamers playing it, but mostly because they were paid money by Lawbreakers to play it. Um, and
0: all of them were like, "Uh,
1: I yeah." Think, It was a
0: whole drama thing. I think we talked about on the podcast Mm -hmm. about people not wanting to play Lockbreakers because they thought it was a shit game. Yeah, and they didn't want to do a sponsored stream of it or something.
1: Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it's super sad though, man. You gotta, you gotta, you have to think that if the 30 day peak is one or the 30 day average is one player, there's been 12 people playing it at once today. Is this game being developed anymore? I don't know. Like it can't be, like there's no way. Like, how can you justify putting any money or resources into the game that at this point, because it released at the end of 2017, so like it has it's barely been out six months now, uh, about nine months now. Um, and you're at these levels, like how as a company can you be like, let's throw more money behind Lawbreakers?
0: I just found out something, yeah, that I found find very very interesting. Okay. So Lawbreakers was developed by Boss Key mm-hmm. Productions. Mhm. Their newest title is Radical Heights.
1: What's Radical Heights? You
0: haven't heard of Radical Heights? No. That's the new free to play. It's like a new free to play 80s style battle royale game. Oh,
1: of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. Come on. Overwatch is popular. We create a 6v6 game. Battle Royale is popular. We're going to create a Battle Royale game.
0: I didn't know that. That is actually extremely interesting.
1: That is is interesting.
0: Wow. All right. Well, all right, video game people. I don't know what they're doing,
1: but keep going. I guess they probably have some like VC money. They really just don't give a shit. Like, I just... I, I, I would assume that they, I don't know how they're making money on anything, any of this. Uh, yeah. I will say, um, so, like, looking at the screenshots of Radical Heights, first of all, it doesn't make me want to play the game. Um, but what it does remind me of and that makes me want to play a video game, it reminds me of Sunset Overdrive. And I really want to go back and play that. Like, really big. Sunset
0: Overdrive. I've heard about that.
1: Sunset Overdrive, I believe, was a launch title for the Xbox One. Um, Uh Uh-huh. And it is, it was very different from a lot of other games. Because, like, with the 360, the PS3, then pushing into the PS4, Xbox One, all these systems are getting so powerful that there was a big push into just gorgeous realistic graphics right like these games are just absolutely beautiful and then you have Sunset Overdrive which is a launch title and it is over the top neon colorful um mm. type thing and like the basis uh, the basis of the story is like there is this i think it was like an energy drink or something like there was this like something that was in the water that created like mutant type people like zombies around the world and you went through and like you know had to take care of them but it's cool thing was it was a good shooter but it was a good shooter combined with Tony Hawk Pro Skater like you would grind oh. on all like the um, power lines and on all the rails and like that was your main method of getting around so it was it was a very fun game to play Um and it was it was very well received if I remember correctly I think it was I think it got like eights or nines on like Metacritic like across all of them so, but I, I keep meaning to go back and play it. I just don't interesting have
0: time. oh, I gotta go check it out. I've yeah, definitely should...
1: heard about it before mm-hmm. I just haven't like uh, played it yeah, it came out October 2014 and it was a Microsoft Studios published game um so Xbox exclusive but uh you know it was it was it was a lot of fun it was a good time yeah critical reception Metacritic it was an uh 81 out of 100. Um, game rankings 83% and then like on IGN IGN gave it a 9 out of 10 joystick gave it 5 stars polygon gave it 9 out of 10 so it was very well received when it uh, when it did release but um, it was a fun game it had a it had an interesting multiplayer it's very it's PVE it wasn't I there was like a subset of it that was PVP that I never played I don't think there was but it was mostly just a PVE game that you and your friends would team up and go around the world and take care of all the, the things that were happening so I don't
0: trust gaming reviews anymore. Yeah? Oh, yeah? Yeah, because when Lawbreakers first came out, Destructoid oh, sh- said it was quote unquote great. <laughs> In all caps. Yeah. Games Radar said it said, I quote, God damn it, this game is good. <laughs> Just rave reviews. <laughs> and GameSpot said, quote unquote, what counts is that its fresh anti-gravity mechanics transcends its first glance novel appeal and creates limitless combat situations that will be new and inviting to many shooter fans, which pretty much means we were paid to make this review. Yeah, I was just about to say, and, that was and drafted. Literally like explaining what the game is. Oh my God, that
1: is awesome. God, I love that. That's so good, man. That's, that's awful you know what oh, i want to talk about m cole yeah let's go into
0: another some more depressing news oh absolutely i love depressing news mm-hmm. let's talk about twitch we should have like a an intro whenever we have to talk about
1: twitch yeah which is funny because when we started the podcast it was predominantly about twitch and now we've shifted over to a if something comes up we talk about twitch <laughs> yeah pretty much so which and is good something is good. always seems to be coming up yeah what, what is it this week
0: this week, I sent you a, a little uh, blog thing a couple days ago oh, in the yeah, DMs mm-hmm. about uh, Twitch's thing now that they are going to be removing the channel feed and Pulse from hmm. the website over the next three months or so. One to two long, one to two month long process, they say. Yeah. Um, and this what? also coincided with something interesting.
1: Alright, real quick,
0: before yeah, the, yeah. Before the okay, coinciding, okay,
1: okay. what is channel feed and polls, for those that don't know? Okay,
0: I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's perfect. Channel feed is like the thing that you have below your stream, and yeah. uh, it's kind of like a Facebook status update.
1: Yeah, like a blog or your, your Facebook feed on your own page type thing.
0: It's You put up a status. Yeah. So Rip Skanky polls, I haven't done them in a while, though, but I
1: know, I missed them, but Rip. All of them.
0: Yeah, rip all of them. And it also shows up on your Twitch front front page, which no one goes to, which is what pulses. Yeah. Uh pulse is your is the Twitch front page, which I personally never go to. Mm-hmm. Um, I will go to it right now because it's like literally the only time I go. And it pretty much has, you know, your your streams that are live currently in a feed status, mm-hmm. which I think just doesn't work and is weird because it also has VODs. Yeah. And then it has your your top games and then a featured
1: stream. OK, so secondly, with Pulse, though, is it's not just the front page of Twitch. It is also so important to or was so important to Twitch as a company that when you launch the Twitch app, you have three tabs across the bottom. You have Live, which shows everyone that you're following that's live. You have Pulse in the middle, and then you have Browse is the third one, so you could browse all the various games, which shows you the top games and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so it was important enough for them that they wanted to try and shoehorn it in so it was at the very front. And From my understanding, Pulse part of what Pulse was is they wanted it to be their Twitter clone. That if you were just doing nothing during the day, you would hop in, hop into Pulse, and read the various updates, and then they would try and use that to surface new material to you. They'd be like, "Here are interesting clips. Here are interesting um, streams, and all that kind of stuff" to try and pull you into new and different content on the platform. Um, and it was very not successful. Yeah, it's pretty terrible, actually. Yeah. Um. So, what's and- the interesting thing? The interesting. Oh, okay.
0: Well, there was an interesting tidbit that happened this mm-hmm. past week. And no one has really been talking about the removal of channel feeder pulse because there was another thing that kind of overshadowed it where Twitch put out a feature where anytime someone was added in a chat that it would show up as red and highlighted. So Wait, if what people do you mean know,
1: if they were added in a chat
0: so, so like the at symbol, so if I oh your at username, at that's at what it. I meant. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a hard way of saying it. If yeah. I included your username with an at symbol, mm-hmm. then it would show up red in the chat. Okay. Um, so if if some people don't know, if I'm streaming and I'm in my chat and someone types in at S-K-X-N-K-Y, then it highlights it red so that it's easier for me to see yeah, uh, that someone's talking to me. Yeah. Same thing. If MCall is watching my stream and someone says at MCall in my chat, it's mm-hmm. highlighted in red so that he sees it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Twitch, for some reason, put in this feature where any time a username had the at symbol in front of it, so if you had at MCall, mm-hmm. like someone wrote at MCall in my chat, it would also be highlighted for me. And highlighted for you and highlighted for everyone in chat. Okay. So everyone was like, uh what? And people were like, this is a this must be a glitch or something. Because yeah. like there's there's this doesn't help anybody. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't do anything. It just stops a, a bad feat like it's just like a bad thing. Yeah. So then they Twitch support wrote on Twitter. We've temporarily reverted a change we made that increased the visibility of our user at mentions, and we'll work on addressing feedback about how distracting it was before we make another attempt. And everyone was like, what? Like, you did this on purpose? Like, what's the point? <laughs> oh my god. Yet, Twitch is removing all of these features that I find very, very valuable. Yeah. Like, like um, one thing that really angers me is you can no longer click on someone's username in chat and follow them.
1: Yeah, that is really annoying.
0: And it's so frustrating. All I want to do is click on their username and follow them. Yeah. And it's it's annoying. So people went all out on Twitter and stuff and Someone who I love to follow is uh Shannon, you know who mm-hmm. Shannon is? Shannon's no. a killer Oh yeah, yeah, yeah yeah,
1: yeah I follow yeah. Shannon.
0: So she used to work at Twitch mm-hmm. and she's like their biggest critic, and I kind of yeah. love her tweets because they're amazing mm-hmm. and um one of the things she tweeted today someone was talk like res- like asking her like, why does Twitch keep implementing features that no one asked for
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> which I think is a great question yeah. and she wrote she said, um. I see this question a lot lately. The answer is that they're overhired product people, and now there's product roles for so many aspects of the site that it's too granular. If mm-hmm. roadmaps were public, I reckon they could easily see what isn't useful and save us all the bother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I saw Anne. She was she had a like an IRL stream or something. She was talking about Twitch and this whole like thing with the at mentions, mm-hmm. and she was saying like um, that. I mean, it's so simple to just ask people what is like a thing that could be useful. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, yeah. like ask the partners and see like what is a real thing that people want. Like, people have been asking for these cumulative sub badges for a while, mm-hmm. which I personally don't get still, and I can't get someone to explain to me correctly what that means. But I don't know, maybe you can. But um, yeah, it caused a whole a whole ruckus with everybody. Yeah, that was kind of interesting.
1: So I've I've i have thoughts hashtag thoughts on all of this Mm -hmm. um first of all they're highlighting the mentions to other people for ever to like to everybody in the chat makes zero sense whatsoever it makes so little sense that in fact if anything it's doesn't just make sense where someone can explain to me why it might be correct i think it's just downright incorrect implementation um because if you look at twitter and you look at at mentions it they become a conversation between two people right and it might be interested to hop in and see what the conversation is but most of the time if i don't care then I can remove myself from it. And if anything, they should have decreased visibility to me, right? It's not someone saying here, I want to make a statement to everyone. It's someone saying that this isn't applicable to everybody, but it's very applicable to this one person. And I want them to see it, right? And that's the same thing in Twitch chat. When you when if I say something at skanky, um, it is because this means something to you, but I doubt that's gonna mean anything to anyone else in chat. Like it'll mean something, but like, because if it it was if it wasn't appropriate for chat, I would send it via whisper or Twitter DM or some other method. But like, if I was gonna, if I wanted to get your attention real quick to ask you, are we recording shenanigans today? I could say at Skanky in your chat ask you that you'll it'll be highlighted for you. You can respond to me and nobody else gives a shit, right? They could just be like, Oh, it's an at mention. I really don't care about whatever I'm is saying. Um, by highlighting it, it shows that you don't actually understand what the at mentions in people's Twitters are in people's Twitch chats are. Um, and you kind of shoehorn this thing in to be like, Oh, we're going to do it this way. So I kind of love to see the person that was like, we should do this. You know what I mean? Um, and I saw the Twitch support, tweet that you referenced and when mm-hmm. i read that because i didn't see what i didn't see it rolled out because i wasn't on twitch much during the week um and I, so i didn't see it rolled up i saw their comment on it and they just looked like the biggest douchebags in the world like that response is like oozing corporate like hedging all together it wasn't saying sorry we did this wrong it was like we're going to make adjustments on like the appearance of it when we roll it out again or if we roll it out again or yeah i mean like like come on like jesus like just say oh sorry that was not good uh yeah we'll think about it instead of whatever the hell the way they phrased it um so i i don't yeah, that was that was that was interesting. You also have to wonder, like, let's get to conspiracy theory world. Do they do uh, shit like that to like pull bad press off of other things? Uh, to I be don't like, know. Maybe. like <laughs> we're taking out these features that other people might use. Let's do this, and then people will talk about that, but we can easily revert whatever that changes. I don't know. Conspiracy I don't know, theories. Man. I, um I go on. Yeah. I, I have to say that I I understand why Twitch releases features that people don't want and why they don't necessarily discuss it with other people. Um, You can't always be chasing what the community says it wants. You should be. Let's say you have a two pronged approach. One prong is you have part of your development team that is chasing and fixing things that people say is wrong with the platform and that they want in their platform. You should also at the same time have another group of people that should be thinking about what can we do to make the, platform better that people may not have known that they want or people may not be coming up with or that they are coming up with but isn't taking on as a great idea. Um, And we've seen things like this before in the history of Twitch and the most notable one is subscriptions. When subscriptions came out, nobody wanted them, right? And it could be the same thing back then that people would be like, great, you're putting all this effort onto this. Why don't you fix all the things that we want fixed with the site? And now subs and Twitch has become such a big integral thing that there are features that are literally designed around subscribers that if we had just listened to the community back when those were created, you would never be getting Anything to move the platform forward or in a certain direction. Um, and so it's that they kind of have to balance it both ways. When you get crap like this that happened with the app mentions, then it's like you're implementing something that nobody wants that actually ends up being a terrible idea because there is no reason behind it. At least with subscriptions, there was a reason behind it that like we want our creators to be paid. Um, when Bits came out, they were absolutely like terribly received by the entire community. Now they're just a part of Twitch, right? Like people use them regularly. People use them in interesting ways, uh, and I feel like that they aren't necessarily a bad thing for the platform. Um, and so that when you know, they kind of have to, they kind of have to balance a lot of what they're doing, and they have to sometimes put out features that it seems like people don't want, if they think that it is good enough that people are going to want it in the future. But that being said, you only have so much goodwill and you don't want to burn it all right every time you put out a feature that you have to take away in 6 to 12 months later then you're destroying part of your goodwill because that just gives someone um some leverage against you where they say yeah see we don't want you implementing anything we don't want because we get crap like pulse right mm-hmm. like you if you go <laughs> if you go rogue then we get pulse which you're now admitting was a failure you know what i mean and so um that's why things like this one are kind of interesting that's like why would you put your horse put your money on this horse to do these things like make sure you're really confident whatever it is that you're rolling out to the platform um and the one last thing on that specific thing is that i feel like they were burned um v- TwitchCon, the first one, and the second TwitchCon. The first one, they made the mistake that they announced new features that were going to come out in like six months that never actually delivered on. And then Uh the second TwitchCon, they were like, oh, we did so bad the first one. We're going to give everybody everything they've asked for. And then a few months after that, it became to be like, oh, they didn't really announce anything at TwitchCon. It was everything that we wanted to begin with, right? And Uh then we got the third Twitch con where they announced a ton of shit that like nobody had asked for. You know what I mean? Yes. And it was kind of like, there's like, they don't know what they want to do and they keep misstepping. And so a part of it is like, you can't just give everybody features they're asking for because no one's ever happy. They're like, Oh, finally, thank God you gave us that. We've been asking for that for three years. And then yeah. so Twitch is never winning. They're never gaining ground on anything by just delivering on things that people want. They need to be able to do better. Both of them at once, which is, I mean, unfortunate. But at the same time, that's kind of what you do as when you deliver products or learn how to spin things in the right way that people think they're getting something new and exciting.
0: So. I agree. I mean, they they need to innovate and do things that like people don't have an ask for. Definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. definitely. I just think like um, there's just so many like weird, pointless things mm-hmm. that just don't seem to be used or like they they're just a waste. Yeah. yeah. Like friends, I don't I don't use the friends feature or like I don't use rooms, like that
1: new thing. Oh, that should be taken out in my opinion.
0: I mean, raids is the same thing as hosting in some way, you know. I've never used that. (laughs) I mean, I I, you know, I feel like they're trying to add all these things that don't really they're just like fluff. Yeah. Uh, One of the things that Anne also said in her stream that I thought was very, um, I kind of agreed with was that she said she felt like Twitch doesn't actually have UX designers Mm -hmm. (laughs) or like people who know graphic design Mm -hmm. and that everything on the site is just made by an engineer just to like have, which I feel like is so true Yeah, because the front page is so cluttered, all that pulse stuff and like. Everything just doesn't seem to work
1: yeah. well, you know? I feel like, like, I agree with her sentiment, and I feel like what it is, it's not that they don't have UX people, I feel like what it is, is that they're led by engineers, and mm. so, even if you have UX people, because my guess, if I worked at Twitch, and I was a UX person, I would hate seeing and stream. Because Or seeing her say that on our stream, because I'd be like, oh my gosh, there is a group of us that are trying to do that. And we realize that's not perfect, but like you don't understand we're fighting an uphill battle. And I just can't imagine that the company is so obtuse that they're like, we don't need UX at all. My guess is that they hire UX designers, but everything they try and push forward gets cut by the upper level management when it gets to them. They're like, oh no, no. no. Front page, we need to have this, this, and this. Like, no, but you don't understand, it doesn't work well like that. Like, no, no, it'll work fine. You know what I mean? And it's just, it, uh, I feel like it tends to go to the wayside. I dated a, I was dating a girl for a little bit that was doing uh, UX design um, out of Chicago for websites, and... It's, it's funny hearing her talk about her job and how little it's valued like across the board until mm-hmm. people are like in a very bad spot where they realize they just need to fix everything and then yeah. they get paid an insane amount of money because they're like okay come in we just need you to fix it all we'll pay you whatever it is you need because we've gone so many <laughs> Please, years <God. laughs> yeah right we have so many years it's just terrible we just need to get this to work because it's, it's in such a bad spot and then they the companies charge a huge amount of money like outside consultants charge a huge amount of money to kind of fix it for them based on the stories I've heard from her. Um, And so it's kind of, and so I think the same thing is happening at Twitch. And I think the second thing is, is what you were saying on with, with Shannon um, that she had mentioned is that as a company grows, if you're working at Twitch and you're seeing that a, the company is growing and B it feels like the new bosses want to see results. You start to deliver features Because you have to, right? Mm -hmm. There's so many of you that it's when you have a small team, you can crank out cool, innovative, novel things because you aren't running out of ideas, right? When you have tons of people, everyone has to come up with a new idea because you can't do what Nick is doing across the hall. You have to go do something special. Um, and so, like, oh, Nick is implementing this entire whisper system, so whatever you're talking about with messages, that yeah, does, that doesn't make sense. Like, oh, great, right. I got this idea for not messages, but chat rooms inside our Twitch chat. You know what I mean? Uh, like That's yeah. where you start to get that because people need to come up with something to deliver to their bosses. Um and it makes it feel like an unfocused company at times. So, yeah. Oh. It's. A... Can
0: you explain what the hell? A, what? What? What are cumulative sub badges?
1: I don't even know what word you're saying. Cumulative. Yeah. What what, what? what? I don't know what they are. What? What is that?
0: I don't. Some. I. I don't. Everyone always is talking about how they want cumulative sub badges and all this stuff, and I don't know what how they do you are. Spell that. C U M. U-L-A-T-I-V-E? Cumulative. 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 Cumulative.
1: Oh, I think I know what they mean. What do they mean? I think what they mean is, let's say that you subscribe to me for a year, and then for whatever reason, financial hardship, whatever, you cannot sub to me anymore. And then okay. uh, a year later, you resub to me that you should be able to get a badge for 13 months of subbing instead of one month of oh. subbing when you resub to me. I think that's what they mean. I don't know. I literally just making that up based on reading the word and say, thinking what I would think it would mean. It's gotta be that, right? I guess, but like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. But that's not in Twitch's interest, like, at all. Twitch doesn't care. Twitch doesn't want to give you an incentive where you can say, all right, you can unsubscribe, and then a year from now, you can resubscribe, and I'm going to give you a badge based on your one year of bought-in. The reason that we have the badges and the resub notification is so that people do not get rid of their subscription. Because you have, like... I was subbed to Anne for, I think it was like 30 months about. Um, and I don't really have time to watch her anymore. And I, I watch mostly my friends that stream. And I kept her, the subscription to her for a very long time, just because I didn't want to get rid of my sub streak. Right? I want to be like, yes. oh, I go back into Anne's channel. I want to be able to show that I was a sub for X amount of months. And so I kept doing it. And I kept giving money to her and Twitch for many months after I would have normally stopped. And if I, if they gave me a cumulative sub badge, then I would have had no problem stopping it and be like, Oh, if I ever come back, I'm going to keep up where I left off. Right. And so it just gives people an out to stop paying in money. And so in the funny thing is like Twitch would never do it. And realistically for streamers, if you're a partner streamer, this is your full-time profession. I would not want that either. The only thing that that benefits is that that benefits the people that are in your community that come back, right? Like, if you want to give people a reason that, oh, they can't hang out for the next month, but I want them to say subscribe to me, this gives them that reason. And by taking that away, it could possibly take money away from you. I also, as a consumer of Twitch, I want a cumulative sum badge because for things like ads where it's like, oh, I subscribed to her for almost three years, it'd be great to have some acknowledgement of that if I ever subscribed to her again, um, and so I I understand both sides, but I I I would be shocked if Twitch ever introduced that.
0: Well, uh, when when uh, when I was at the PAX Twitch panel, which by the way was one of the worst things I've ever been to, yeah. Um, the who was on uh, Gassy Mexican was on the panel, mm-hmm. like there, and he asked about cumulative sub badges mm-hmm. uh, and they said that there is someone working on it but that seems like a silly thing to say because it's like the easiest thing to yeah, do. Yeah right. <laughs> like you can just
1: roll that <laughs> out if you want. Yeah um, so
0: it'll probably be announced at TwitchCon or something.
1: Probably. Know. Here's the thing you guys asked for and now we're giving it to you. Finally. I know. But
0: like I, don't, I so. think it's so silly. Well, you know what, why I really want is what? I want better Twitch TV support to like be better now. Like, ever since the Twitch layout fucked up, like, I want them to bring back better Twitch TV. Yeah,
1: yeah, I hear you on that one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, please. Please, please. Yeah. So, you know, we know what's kind of funny um, that you mentioned that is I, I was thinking about this all week, not in relation to Twitch, but in relation to, like, companies in general that I worry that we're getting to a point where companies closed off systems are killing a lot more of innovation i feel like so let me back up let me tell you how i kind of got to this is tell me i was thinking about it because i was at work and we talked about this on a previous episode of Shenantics, about the discord spotify integration right and that if you set it up you can listen with your friends through discord to what they're listening to on spotify and it's really yes. cool i use it like almost every day if not like if i don't listen to every use it every day then i use it like three or four times a week um and it's really really cool and i really like the feature and the more i think about it the more i realize that the only reason that feature can exist is because Discord and Spotify worked together on it, right? Discord couldn't just go out on their own and be like, we want to develop whatever this feature is. They had to approach Spotify and then Spotify had to be like, oh no, you're big enough and we're going to take you serious enough that we're going to let you, we're going to work with you on whatever this is. And it's kind of a shame because you have people with cool and clever ideas on how to make things better, but they're not given the tools because people want to have closed off systems, right? You don't have the as much of like an extensive API system with various softwares or systems that we had in the 90s and 2000s that we have today because so much of it is people want to protect their data, they want to protect their systems. And so the same thing is with Twitch chat, right? Like better Twitch TV makes twitch chat better for the people that use it every day and so a great thing would be like twitch give better twitch tv or Frankerface z or anyone else that wants to make something to make twitch chat better give them tools or give them ways to hook into your chat to do that and twitch doesn't want to and they don't incent they don't have an incentive to and they're not alone in it there's so many like software companies and developers out there that they don't want to offer this anymore like i like i can rag on spotify but like the same thing is like you have apple music which is even worse than spotify right like they want they don't want anyone they don't want any small third party to be able to do anything with their system they want to make completely closed off to anything and it's like well You're almost making, like, you're creating advances in one area, but you're also holding us all back significantly in a different area, Um, and which is just, it's just a huge shame, I think. I feel like we're missing out on a lot of the cool stuff that people are making in their college dorm rooms or in high school. Um, They can't do that anymore because you don't get to have a seat at the table unless you're big enough to prove that you should have a seat at the table, so. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of of disappointing, but... Uh,
0: one of the things that I still don't really get, but I, mm-hmm. I get it business-wise, they tried to do it, and it obviously didn't work, was when they bought Curse to try to make a Discord uh, competitor.
1: Yep, 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 yep. And I mean,
0: that's a huge flop.
1: It is a huge flop. <laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting, because it, it's, on, it's on both sides. And I, a lot of people were making the argument when they bought Curse that they weren't doing it for the Discord aspect alone. Who knows if they were or they weren't? Because Curse offers a lot of stuff outside of that, right? Um their Twitch client that is also a Discord replacement client has great support for mods like for mods of games like um or UI enhancement for Minecraft or WoW or any other game that you play that yes. supports it like so there's this huge other asset that they bought of it but like such so much of the front facing part of it was the oh everyone loves Discord let's fight with Discord and create our own version of it um speaking of shannon i i think it was 8 months ago um with twitch and curse one thing that they did which was super shitty on twitch's part is they abruptly discontinued support for the curse web login so like if you want to go and if you don't want to install discord on a computer you can go to discordapp.com and log in and have a, a of the Discord experience through there. You can go on your servers, chat with people, have DMs and all that kind of stuff. Um, And the Curse client, the Twitch client, had the same thing. And then they abruptly got rid of it, which is a pretty shitty thing to do because they also convinced a lot of partners to move their entire community from Discord over to Curse. And so you kind of take away this giant feature. And the reason why I think it was a huge misstep for them is... I use discord through the web interface 90% of the time now, because if I want to get on discord at work, I need to do it through the web interface. I am not going to install the discord app on my work computer. Um, and so for that reason alone, using a curse chat room or a curse server is a non-starter for me. There's, I, I can't do it because I can't use it if I want to get, if I want to get in touch with somebody at work. Um, and so, in my opinion, that means, like, it was just, that's a very bad execution on something. Not only did they fail when they bought Curse to have the Curse client to replace Discord, now you're like, oh, I don't want to develop uh, any more development resources to it, so let's start cutting features that people might actually use in it. And that our mm-hmm. competitors offer, which is, just I think that's just super shitty.
0: So. I think it's so silly. I mean, if, if Twitch and Discord just teamed up more mm-hmm. and, like, didn't, you know... Yeah. I like you don't have to buy Discord. Just like you know, work with one another Yeah. and make it cool. Like it doesn't need to be crazy. Yeah. Like I, no, I agree. I, I don't know. I I just I dislike that whole thing. Yeah. Like trying to mostly because yeah. I I love Discord so much. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and they seem to do a lot of things very right. Yeah. which I appreciate. Although they're probably selling all of our data and shit. Probably. To like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Ukra- of the Ukrainians or something. But like. Of course. I. You know. I I. I, I appreciate, like, them, you know? I think
1: they're yeah. cool. No, I agree. Know. Talk about a company that has huge goodwill. Like, Discord has so much goodwill with me for, like, just delivering a product that I feel like they haven't made missteps where they they don't seem to really implement features that I don't want, and they don't take away features that I use. Yeah. It seems like every time they release an update, I look at it, I'm like, oh, that seems useful. Or, oh, that is something that I wanted. It feels like it's always moving forward. And like, I pay for the Nitro where I pay annually, like, literally the support you out of the goodness of your heart type thing, just yeah. because I really love Discord. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, no, I, I hear you on that one. I hear you on that <sighs>
0: one. I just want them, I want Twitch to be the same way, guys. Yes. Please.
1: All right. I have one. Positive thing I need to say here at the end of the little Twitch conversation. Okay, okay. Because in my opinion, I think this. I think this turned out really, really well for a feature that I thought was absolutely ridiculous. Okay. Um, do you remember and do you remember Twitch drops or know the what those are? Loop boxes. I think they're loop boxes. I don't know. Based on the feature of what I know, is that there is a feature of Twitch that by watching a stream you the developer can enable it enable it that you get things in their game by watching streams of their game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always thought it was insanely stupid because they also announced this at the same time that you could buy the game on the page and a whole bunch of other monetization type of stuff. And so I was like, all right, whatever. Like, yeah, sure. Like it doesn't impact me. I don't really care about it. Um But this week, it made me think that the feature was really cool if companies can use it correctly. And so um, this week, on I believe it was Monday or Tuesday... Blizzard announced that through Overwatch, Blizzard does this kind of stuff all the time with WoW and like, the, like their other properties. But through Overwatch, you can buy a pink Mercy skin, and 100% of the proceeds go to um, the Breast Cancer Resource Foundation. Yes, and, yes. Yeah, and they do the same thing like in WoW, they sell pets to support various charities and they raise a good amount of money for them, um, which is really, really cool. But the reason why this ties into Twitch is what they also did is they had it where if you watch overwatch streams during this week where they are trying to support breast the breast cancer research foundation um if you watch certain streams then you will be awarded special sprays in overwatch that are pink to like go along with the theme and they go along with the go along with mercy and all that kind of stuff um And not only did they do that, then they also, in the blog post announcing it, um, publicized the various Twitch streamers that are going to be doing charity streams to raise money for the Breast Cancer Research Foundation and on what days they are streaming. And so they said, hey, these people are streaming on these days during these hours to support the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. And if you watch them during that time and you watch for a certain number of hours, then you're going to unlock sprays in Overwatch. And I thought that was really cool on blizzard on blizzard and a really cool way to use the feature to kind of support the streamers and the cause right because it's like oh hey you know streamer x we think you're doing a great job we really like that you're doing this charity stream you stream a lot of overwatch and we're going to give you this little bit of bump in viewership because we're going to talk about your stream on our blog post and by talking about it, the people are going to want to go there because they want to unlock these, and so it moves their stream up to the top of the list because you have tons of people watching it. Like on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday when I was in the various streams, these people had 50, 60, 70,000 people watching them. Um, And so it was, I thought it was a really cool use of that feature in a very cool way by Blizzard, and so and whether or not Twitch intended it for to be used by this way, it was, I think it turned out very, very well, and it was really cool, and props to Blizzard, and props to Twitch and and the streamers for kind of pulling that off. I think it was, it'll be cool to see how much money they raised for the charity at the end of the end of the week.
0: That is pretty cool. Yeah. Why doesn't Twitch have like
1: charity support? I don't know. I really don't know. I, yeah. At this point, they really should. They really. They need to do something. And they have, to have, they have to have something on the back end. Because what I was thinking about is a lot of these charity streams that were doing this one, if you cheered bits during the charity stream, then it would go to the charity. Meaning Twitch needs to at least work with their streamers enough to be able to give them a report about what money should go to the, the, the charity versus the streamer. Yes. And the second thing that really should happen on the back end is if Twitch was smart and good about it, the streamer should have a way to divert the money for that day directly to the charity instead of going into their bank account that they then pay back out to the charity. I don't I agree. I don't I know agree. what happens. My guess is it goes to the streamer and the streamer has to cut a check for $30,000 to the charity at the end of the day. Um, but i agree with you especially because at the two times during a year at least during twitchcon they love to talk about how much is given to charity by streamers and in their year-end review twitch always talks about x amount of dollars was given to charity in whatever the year was in 2017 they gave you know two million dollars was raised for charity through um games done quick and guardian con and all this kind of stuff and they love to talk about it and it doesn't from what I can tell, it doesn't seem like they have a big support, and on the Twitch side of things, to support these charity efforts, which they I should. I
0: agree. Yeah, it's silly. It really it is, is silly really at silly. this point, and so. people have to use these other sites just to get like, ah, it frustrates me. Or yeah. at least maybe like Streamlabs or something should integrate charities, or mm-hmm. you know, yeah, just so I, agree. I don't know. It's
1: it's annoying. Yeah.
0: Oh, so. All right. Sorry. I, I you had one good thing to say, and then I made it
1: bad. So I feel bad <laughs> it's now. all good. It's all good so anyways but now it's been uh, interest it's interesting it'll be interesting to see what happens um because like twitch is giant but they're not youtube giant and so i feel like there is a possibility for a new platform to come in and take over right it's mm-hmm. kind of like the instagram snapchat thing right instagram was super powerful snapchat came in kind of like ate their lunch and kind of took over like I could see a new third party coming in and like gaining momentum um, in the twitch universe I could see someone coming in and just well, somehow offer something amazing that just totally pulls people over to it so it'd be Mixer, interesting here like, we come it's we're on no because now they're by Microsoft they can't they're not agile anymore so oh. yeah no it's a uh, hitbox here we come
0: yes there we go they don't you exist anymore it. I don't think oh you can't Man. get hit hitbox anymore. It's now smashcast.tv. Let's get smashed, which sounds really bad.
1: Yeah, spot it that it sounds pretty bad. That sounds not good. Uh no.
0: yeah, smashcast.
1: Yeah. The most uh,
0: viewers right now is 25 and they're watching Dota 2.
1: <laughs> oh, perfect. Fascinating. Oh, I love it. Uh skinky yeah, we have a food finish. Oh, boy. Look at this. I, last week, I make you do the the outro, and you're like, oh, this week, I'm going to prepare. I'm going to read our emails. I'm going to think up a food always. finish. Maybe.
0: Well, I didn't think of it, but I, I read an email that had one in it. Oh, snap. What is it?
1: Well, first of all, this who sent it?
0: email is from uh, Socks. Oh, hi, Socks. To our Synantics email address, which is Sinanticspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, excuse me Sox writes in this email dearest Skunky and, and and McCool as we all know in world famous battle royale phenomenon battle uh, player unknown battlegrounds <coughs> surviving to the end of the match and ruthlessly slaughtering your fellow man is rewarded with a complimentary chicky din din the masses must know what you consider this din din to consist of rotisserie with potatoes Friend with waffles. I don't know what that means. I think he's saying he's accountable. General Sal's chicken. Chicken nuggies. Something else? I personally picture grilled chicken slathered in sauce with some good old mac and cheese delish. Love from Sockifus.
1: All right. So. Socks, thanks for your email. Thank you, Socks. I appreciate it. And if any of you guys have an, an email that you want to send to us, podcast at gmail.com or twitter.com slash pod, if it's going to fit in 280 characters or less. Wonderful. Wonderful. Perfect. All right. So, you know, one thing I think that's really funny is hearing that, I, I didn't have to think about it because I already have, like, it in my mind of what the PUBG chicken dinner is. Okay. Like, like just because you hear it so often like like people would tweet out like he would tweet out, you like you'd be like oh we got a few chicken dinners tonight or we're gonna play PUBG and we want to get a chicken dinner and so like just hearing it enough like my mind started like zone in on what this chicken dinner is and for me it is definitely like a country fried chicken mashed potatoes and gravy over the entire thing
0: mm, yeah okay
1: you know where they take like the double chicken breast and like they like like flatten it out. So it's like the thing is like as giant as like a plate or a pan. Almost like yes, a country fried yes. steak. Like that is the chicken I see with just mashed potatoes. It's got like the lighter color gravy, like a little bit of like like a whiter color. Not so much as like the dark brown color. Just smothered over the entire thing. Some seasoning oh. on top. Oh, man. I'm hungry.
0: That sounds good. Wait, fried? Yeah, fried. Ride. okay because mm-hmm. i have a thought i i think of it as like a like a like a full chicken oh full oh. chicken uh i guess like a rotisserie maybe yeah i'd say or baked like you know you know what i mean like you have yeah. the legs and the wings and it's just covered in gravy but no sides just the
1: chicken oh wow okay i like that Interesting. And like, you know how
0: like they have like little pom-pom things that you put on the ends yeah. of your leg? That's, <laughs> that's
1: what I think of. That's what I think <laughs> yeah. of when I think of a chicken it's... dinner. Skanky goes with a fancy dressed up chicken. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm here yeah, for of a party. That, that, that awesome. chicken
0: better be wearing a bow tie.
1: That is awesome. Yeah, if we, that's my chicken. If we were to talk about what my chicken dinner would be, it's chicken nuggets. Like I would have, like I would really go oh. to the freezer and pull them out. Like that. If I had to, if if you said I gave... like if I won PUBG and I was like Skanky, we're having a chicken dinner, and I had to make the chicken dinner, it's like Dino nuggets in the in the oven and ketchup. <laughs> like that's what it's gonna be. I'm sorry, but that's uh, okay.
0: I think I would go with fried chicken. mm Hmm. Um. Mac and cheese mashed potatoes. That's like the trifecta.
1: Yeah. That is like oh, a, that is and, we, so and gravy.
0: Is. I mean, that just sounds so good
1: to me. That sounds opinion. amazing. That sounds so freaking good. Oh man. Damn, that's awesome. <laughs> um, that is really good. It, one last thing. This is this I find is really interesting. Is I've a i have have an interesting tangent on this and a little bit of a story of my my feelings about things. Okay. Um last night I watched the have you watched the have we talked about this? I don't know if we have. Have you watched the um, David Letterman series, My Next Guest on Netflix? Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. It's, it's pretty interesting. So, like, he talks to famous people that you would kill to get an interview with, like um, President Obama, uh, Jay-Z, George Clooney. Um, the one that is coming to my mind, who I watched yesterday, was with Tina Fey. And, ah, first of all... Tina. I, I adore Tina Fey so much so that I messaged someone on Tinder uh, two nights ago um, and because I thought she had a funny profile and it ended up being a 30 rock quote and I was like well it makes sense me and Tina Fey are soulmates so of oh, course I that. okay but but uh, so the reason why I want to bring it up is um, so David Letterman was asking uh, Tina Fey what what he should what food he should get if he was visiting Chicago. And he was talking about Deep Dish, and he's like, I don't know, he's like, I'm not a big fan of Deep Dish, but, like, what's, like, the Deep Dish place you'd recommend? And she was talking about, like, um, she would recommend maybe Geno's East, and then she corrected it to Lou Malnati's, which she's also correct because Illuminati's is the best in my opinion Um, but she ultimately ended on that he should go to this Greek restaurant that serves like this broasted chicken on the top of like these steak fries and it's just Uh like all like the chicken grease and like this lemon like it's like a lemon seasoned on it like just all drips down out of the fries and like just sitting there like in a pile of oil and um, so she's telling him about it and then he cuts over to he's in Chicago and he's ordering it at the place that she said to get it. I think it was called Athena's, um, a Greek restaurant. And uh, it's it's just it's f- the thing I kept thinking about is I was like, man, I would have hated to be in Tina Fey's situation because you're standing there with David Letterman, and off the cuff comes up with a question of what should i get in chicago i would give him an answer because you have to you're sitting on a stage in front of hundreds of people but you have to give something. exactly and you know what i do i would give him an answer and then i would spend the next three months kicking myself kicking myself that i didn't give him a better answer <laughs> i'd yeah, be like oh yeah. i cannot believe i told him to go there he should have gone here like man if i had a chance to prepare to create this giant list of all these great things and ugh, i would have never told him to go to that place yeah but uh yeah so um don't ask me where to go in new york yeah right or if you do give you like a six month lead time so you can yeah give me give me some time to think about it because all the second thing was she hasn't she hasn't been there in how many years so like as far as she knows is it even good anymore (laughs) like yeah it doesn't even exist exactly (laughs) let let me follow up on it and make sure it's good so um i have one more thing i need to ask you about real quick do you have time for one more mini topic sure and this just reminded me of it that what we just talked about um so there was a very interesting conversation in my stream today um, that you played, you played a a minor to a major role in. And I want to, I kind of want to hear what your thoughts are on two aspects of it about me and about you. Um, So we were, we were talking about Harry Potter and the, the sorting hat today. Oh Um, yes, yes. Yeah. And so, and what houses the sorting hat would put us into. And, the chat convinced me that I should take the sorting quiz live on stream and see what results I got because Uh – as I had te- previously taken it twice before because I forgot my account the first time, and so I had to take it again. Um, I've gotten two different answers. So you wanted to see where I came out on. And I created an account using the Shiknantex podcast at gmail.com email I'm address. Aware. Yes. You're aware because you had to click the verification link, which yeah. thank you. I appreciate it. Um, and you also had you also had a what you what house you think I would be placed in. So my question for you is two parts. Let's start with you. I want to know what house would you be placed in by the Sorting Hat, and then what house do you think I should be placed in by the Sorting Hat in Harry Potter? I already know what you got sorted into, though. I know, but I, but you also, have, I also know you have an idea of where you think I should get sorted into.
0: Oh, yeah. I thought you should have been sorted into Hufflepuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Guaranteed Hufflepuff.
1: All right. Why?
0: You just, you elude <laughs> everything that Hufflepuff stands for. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Give me a second here. I'm going to, I'm going to let you know here. I'm going to let you know. We got to look this up. Okay. Oh man. A Wikipedia at the end of the shenantic podcast. I love it. Love okay. it. Okay. Corresponds with earth. I didn't know that actually. Neither. Uh, what's the traits? Here we go. Students belong to this house are known to be hardworking, Okay. Friendly, loyal, honest, and rather impartial. It may be that due to their values. Hufflepuffs are, Hufflepuffs, Hufflepuffs are not as competitive as the other houses and are more modest about their accomplishments. Hufflepuff, uh, the, uh, HP, is the most <laughs> inclusive among the four houses, valuing hard work, dedication, patience, loyalty, fair play, rather than a particular aptitude in its students. Okay, or a
1: Hufflepuff. I could see that. I could see that. I, a lot you of that are a Hufflepuff. I do. I just love everybody. I just love everybody. I just do. <laughs> just to, I will support my friends, and I want to go hang out with them all the time. It's amazing. Um, I feel like I am very impartial. I think I would make a good judge. Um, but One no, I. I, am, I One day. Yeah. No, I feel like I feel like I could be a good. Uh, I feel like I'm I'm a Hufflepuff, which is funny because the second time I ever took the quiz, I got Hufflepuff. Um, The first time I ever took the quiz, I got Ravenclaw. And the one I took today, I also got Ravenclaw. And so we kind of came down to, I am a Ravenclaw and a Hufflepuff. Like got a little bit of each. Um, And so I think it was Elsie that said this. And she had a very apt, like observation about this, that on stream, I'm 100% Hufflepuff, but she could see that like in my everyday life, like when I'm, when I'm an attorney and everything else that I do, like what I do for work, she could see me being a Ravenclaw, um, ah. which, cause I like, give like the logical, methodical thinking through and like seeking of knowledge. Like I went back to school. You have like all that kind of stuff, um, which I completely, completely agree with. And that kind of, but, and it's funny cause people that interact with me, like through like, um, in the physical meat space world, they will often say that, like that my traits like that are coming through, um, which was kind of coming through when I watched the Dave Letterman thing, because as like all Tina Fey says is like a restaurant. I'm like, how could you not do hours of research? Like (laughs) back off and let's redo this. Like, no, that is not appropriate. We got to figure out what is actually the best restaurant in Chicago. Um, And so like, I do have times where that, where the Ravenclaw is coming, through. And as uh, as Teddy said, I am a uh, Ravenclaw in the streets and Hufflepuff in the sheets.
0: So. I I agree
1: with that. Yeah. I agree with that. I think yeah. that's true. So, um, where what house would they place you in? No, I have to ask you now. Oh 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 shit!
0: What house would they place me in?
1: Ooh. Oh, this is tough. So. You, in my opinion, the hard thing oh, is like Slytherin, you definitely have a little bit of Hufflepuff quality. Slytherin, not Slytherin. You are not, not Slytherin. Slytherin. <laughs> you are. You are not. I. I really think, and I don't think you're Ravenclaw either. I. My gut says that you're Gryffindor. It really does, and I'm like, and I can't really put my finger on why I think you're Gryffindor. Let's look up the traits. You're definitely, you're, the train. you're definitely Gryffindor. Do you Gryffindor. know what I've been sorted into or no? I have no idea. No, no one has okay. told me. Okay. No one has told me. Well, um, this is great then. This is good. This is this is maybe not. Now I'm worried. Element of fire. Interesting. Um, where the hell did you find traits? Uh if you just scroll down,
0: like so it says Gryffindor on the top, and the f- first thing it says traits.
1: I think I'm on a different page.
0: Oh, I'm on the wiki, the Wikipedia, the Wikia. The oh, wiki. they
1: put me in Hogwarts Gryffindor. Is there oh, just a grif- Is there just a Gryffindor page?
0: Hold on, I'm gonna send it to you right now. Perfect. Uh, copy, and there you go. All right,
1: let's see. Oh, on the wiki. Okay, I was on Wikipedia. Ah, uh, oh, okay. Oh, Traits. You, Gryffindor House emphasizes the trait of courage as well as daring, nerve, and chivalry. Um, and thus, his members, his, his members are generally regarded as brave, though sometimes to the point of recklessness. They can also oh. be short-tempered. Notably, Gryffindor House uh, contributed many members to Dumbledore's army. And, uh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Wait, what? What was that? Spoilers. Courage, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, courage, uh, daring, nerve, and chivalry. Um, Okay. What's Ravenclaw? What's Ravenclaw? I really don't think you are. I try. I like for whatever reason, my gut says Gryffindor. Um, wisdom, wit, and intellect. See, I don't. I like the wit works really well with you. So I might actually. I think I might change. I think I might say that you're a Ravenclaw, um, mostly because like the uh, your wit and like the the bits that you pull off are just so on point that like it takes. I don't know. That actually just it takes like a next level, higher level thinking. So I'm going to switch. I'm going to say you're Ravenclaw. Wow, that's so nice of you, all the nice things you said. Yeah, yeah. Where are I
0: was think? actually sorted into Ravenclaw.
1: No <laughs> way! Oh my god, this yeah. is
0: amazing! <laughs> yeah. By a
1: little bit of research, I was able to come up with that one. <laughs> Look at that, congratulations, you did great. Yeah, thank you, thank you. That's awesome, that's really cool. So... See, so you, yeah.
0: you can be Cedric Dickory. Yes, and I can be Gildroy Lockhart. Oh <laughs> god! love it. I actually don't want to be Gilderoy
1: Lockhart. No, no, but... you have to now. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> Please. Please. I'm Gilroy Lockhart. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I love the Harry Potter books. I just really need to say, because I have to say, I just have to get this off my chest um, real quick. The audio books are very well done. Very, very well done. They're, really? they're Oh, they're amazing. They're, like, they are... The way, who is it? I forget what his name is. Who does the audiobooks? Uh, Harry Potter audiobooks. Something, 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 something. I forget what his name is. Jesus. Uh, once I see it, uh, Jim Dale, that's what it is. Jim Dale does the audiobooks. He does an amazing job with them. Um, um, my brother, what's funny, my brother, when Harry Potter first came out, he was young enough that like reading wasn't his strongest area um mm. because like it had enough big words in it that it was hard. So he'd always listen to the audiobooks. And I think he's listened to the Harry Potter audiobooks like four or five times over the course of his life. He used to listen to them all the time. Um, It's really, really great. Jim Dale does an amazing job. The one thing I despise... It makes it almost unlistenable for me. The way that he voices Hermione is just, it's like cringe worthy. Harry, Harry. I'm uh, like, oh my God, stop. Please stop. Uh, but Harry, I'm like, oh my God, please. No. I don't want to hear that ever again. Um, Anything
0: but that. <laughs>
1: it's true. So listen to the Harry Potter audiobooks and let me know if you guys think the same. But I, I, I everyone else's is perfect. The way he voices her, I just can't stand. So, um, it's good. It's good, so... Harry Potter, good good series. Everyone should read and listen and watch good it. Good series. So all right, guys. That's been another episode of Shenantics. New episodes go live bright and early. Monday morning, just in time for your workday, school day, chores, or whatever in the world you do on Monday, we'll be there to hang out with you. You can find out the you can find the podcast wherever you find podcasts, including the iTunes Store, the Google Play Store, and at our website at shenantics.rocks. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can send us a tweet at twitter.com slash or an email at podcast at gmail.com. That's where Socks did it. That's where you can do it. If you have a food finish for us, send it over there, and I'm sure Skinky will read it right away and let Immediately. me know. All of it. Immediately. 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 Um, <laughs> If you didn't really want to say anything to us, but you want to talk to other cool people, you can join the discord or shenanigans.rock/about and then click on the invite link for the discord server. There are tons of cool people hanging out there every freaking day chatting about all the cool stuff including the newest episode. And on a plus side, you can also ask askcord. You can also <laughs> access, You can also access discord through the web browser at discord.app or discordapp.com um and it, it's cool it's fun it's awesome uh and oh by the way in case you thought I forgot I did not go to iTunes leave us a five-star review because we are awesome and we're Ravenclaws and Hufflepuffs um and yeah we're awesome they're amazing Skanky where can they find your Ravenclaw self They can find me on
0: Twitch at twitch.tv slash skanky, S-K-X-N-K-Y, and on Twitter at iSkanky, I-S-K-A-N-K-Y. And M-Cole, where can they find your Hufflepuff slash Ravenclaw self?
1: I am on uh, twitch.tv slash mcole underscore M-C-U-L with the underscore symbol, and on Twitter with the same username, twitter.com slash mcole underscore skanky. It's been so great talking to you this week.
0: Great talking to you, too. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
1: Later, bud.